I do. I've been was fortunate enough in 2010. They both were their first coaching job was was on my staff, and I got hired late and didn't know who to hire because it, I wasn't expecting to go there. And uh, they were both available, and I didn't know Orlando as well. But two minutes into the interview, I hired him, and uh, Osh had played, you know, for me before, and. I knew what he was all about, and he's a guy I wanted as my special teams coach if I was ever going to coach again. So uh, he was—he was—it was more selling him. You know, he was making good money doing what he did, but he's a football guy. He's a football player, and and uh, you know, he—he just—I think that he's a lot happier in his life doing something he loves doing. We know about Mike O'Shea. He's been coaching for six years now in Winnipeg. Or- Orlando, it's his first crack at it, at being a head coach in the CFL. Man, he hit the ground running. He's a, he's done a really good job this year by all accounts. He's a great people person. He's He understands people. And, you know, I think they're both brilliant football minds. I think they both have had great experience. Uh, I know Osh has spent a lot of time with Don Matthews and, I know that Orlando spent a lot of time with Rich Stubler and some of the, you know, some of the, the brighter guys that have, have coached in this league. And so they're bright football-wise, but both of them are great people person in a very different way. And uh, I think that shows through in everything they do. And, but the key to both of them is they understand players and they understand how to get through to players. I love you brought up the fact some older coaches, some guys who've been in this league and are legends in this league. It just seems you talk to coaches around the league and everybody talks about a Don Matthews and what they taught them or, uh, or Mark Tressman and what they taught them or Jim Barker or whoever, all those guys who've been around. It just seems that coaches grow from, from coaching with all these great guys and the legacy of those guys just continues on in the CFL. Well, there's no doubt. And I think, you know, it goes back to when Don was with Edmonton when they won the five championships and he took a lot of the things Hugh Campbell did. So indirectly, everybody who got to work for Don Matthews, which I was fortunate enough to, to have done, uh, we're all byproducts of Hugh Campbell because Hugh Campbell was so influential in Don Matthews. So it, it, it is trickle down. I think that one of the things that's important is experience in having gone through a lot of different things and everything in football like life is cyclical it all comes back and there's things that you know we'll be talking about that you know we had talked about 15 when I first came to the league 15 20 years ago and um, some things get lost and but they slowly evolve back and and the game is always changing and I think that's that's what makes football so beautiful. Everything old is new again, right? Yeah, yeah, and I think you've seen a lot of young coaches now. They're uh, guys who were, had been players who are moving into coaching. But I really do believe, and I'm not just saying because I'm an old guy, but I do believe there's a, a place for experience. And uh, that's, that's kind of, um, again, uh, Orlando said that he wanted that from me. And hopefully I brought that. I don't know. I just did myself. And... Uh, so, you know, it's, I, I do think that everything is cyclical, and Don Matthews lives in this Grey Cup game. What was your first year coaching, and where? Um, I was a guest coach in 1994 with Ray Yock. Richie Hall was... Another our, name. Richie Hall was our DB coach. Uh, 
but that was my first experience in 1994. And then in 1996, I came up full-time with Bob Price in Montreal and coached there for a year. And then the ownership disband. I don't know if you remember the whole story. And, uh, and then Don Matthews had coached that team when they were in Baltimore. So some of them had talked to him. So he lost Adam Rita and Charlie Carpenter, and, and he brought me to Toronto. So then I was in Toronto with Don uh, in 97, and then uh, 98, 97, 98, then 99, he left and went to Edmonton, and I was, I was the head coach in 99. From the early 90s to where you are now, here at 2019, dealing with the players, how is that different now? Uh, how is it different, that one-on-one interaction with a player? Because the world is so different now compared to back then. Yeah, well, social media has changed everything, and... and you have, you know, it just, I'm not going to say you're more careful, but you just, they're more aware of everything going on. There's things going on in, uh, with other teams that they're aware of. They know what's going on more than, you know, I'm not a social media guy, so I don't know, you know, what Zach Caleros tweeted yesterday, but all the rest of the, all these players do. And so you just have to be aware that they're aware that they're they're much more in tune with those kinds of things and and uh, like I say it's it's been interesting again players are players they want to be dealt with honestly and that has never changed you know they want to know that uh, when you tell them something that that's the way it is and so it's been uh, you know like I say that's it they're different but players will always be players I mean they a lot of the main tenets of what makes a player a player is the same. Late afternoon game on Sunday. How does a coach spend a long day waiting for game time? It's actually 4 o'clock kickoff. So for us, that means we're stadium stadium by 2. and So that's not too bad. 7 o'clock, 6 o'clock would be tough, like in the east, to, to kick off at 6. But, you know, you just get up and relax. And, and again, as a coach, I always watch film because it just – clues me into any final things that I want to remember and that kind of thing. But so you're still game planning right up to game time? I don't know if game planning... Or looking for some kind of... Edge. Just looking for things that to remind me because, you know, in our situation, Tommy, he basically he calls all the plays and all those things, but my job is to make sure I can offer him something uh, during the game, that I can offer him, oh, they're doing this and that versus this formation. So just trying to prepare myself and do what I can do. Do you wake up nervous on Sunday? Oh, sure. I mean, I, I don't know if nervous is the right. Nervous is when you're not prepared. I think we'll, I'll, I'll be prepared. Our team will be prepared, um, just like I'm sure Winnipeg will be prepared. So it, it's more of an excited about, uh, you know, what's, what's in front of you. Jim, good to talk to you. Good luck on Sunday. Thanks, Morley. Appreciate it.